Hello. Welcome to the Accountable Love Podcast, where love means being accountable. My name is Aziz, and today we're going to talk about accountable dating as the foundation of our relationships. I want you to ask yourself, why am I dating? Am I dating because I'm bored and have nothing better to do? Am I dating for sexual gratification? Am I dating because society says you're normal if you have a spouse? Or am I dating because I truly want a connection, an accountable connection? Well, today on our podcast, I'm going to discuss accountable dating and how we get the long-term results we want. All right, enjoy. I'm not saying 100% of people want a long-term partner, 100% of people want to you know, end up with somebody ultimately and have a spouse, but a large percentage of people want to end up with a spouse. They want to be in a relationship. They want to actually share their lives with somebody and have a partner to actually go through life with. And the first thing you have to establish if you're a single person in search of that person that's going to be your partner, your long-term partner, you want to establish your core values. Now, what do we mean by establishing your core values? You want to have a clear understanding of what you believe. What do you believe about yourself? Now, on our, you know, on our website, we have accountable core values, accountable relationships, and 16 core values we see as core values. But you have to have the essence of who you are, like what you stand for, like accountability, honesty, straightforwardness, trust, respect. You have to be clear on what you're not going to budge on. Part two is you have to be able to explain those core values and how they pertain to your day-to-day living, because those are what dictate who you are in every situation, the fact that you have these core values in place. So before you even find a partner, before you even acknowledge you, you want a partner, you have to first have a clear understanding that you have core values and you know what those core values will actually govern or how they govern your life. So first thing you want to always do is have your core values. But next thing when you, you know, now you see a person, you're sitting down talking to a person and you have to decide the first date will occur, let's say. Next thing you want to do is instead of all the movies you see about the jitters and being a little nervous and standoffish and wanting to make a first impression, Come as you are, show up as you are, you know, be confident on what you can bring to somebody's life and what you want from somebody or what you want somebody to bring to your life. It's important to walk into a room and truly understand that you are a commodity. You are something or someone that can bring something valuable to somebody else's existence. We all get jitters because we second guess ourselves. We all get jitters because we really like a person, really attracted to a person. And for some reason, we tell ourselves we're going to mess this up, but you're not going to mess it up. You only can make turn somebody off that doesn't want to be in a relationship with you. If you show up exactly who you are and you have your core, core values in hand, one, two, you're confident and you walk in a room and you're ready to engage and you're ready to tell a person what you want out of life. When we say show up, I'm saying show up, not just confident, but understanding that you want a long term prospect. This is why a lot of people get caught in these instant microwave relationships because they don't know what they want. They don't establish that they want a long-term relationship. 
So they may sleep with the person on the first date. They may kiss a person. They may not sleep with a person or push a person away on the first date because they feel like this person is compatible with them and they're scared of commitment. Regardless of the reason, you want to make sure that you are ready for a long-term commitment. And you want to make sure the person sitting across from you is ready for a long-term commitment as well. So instead of doing all the small talking and having and establishing, you know, giggling and laughing, make sure you come to the table with questions. This is an interview. If you feel like, oh, this, I don't want it to be an interview, it is an interview. And anybody that's truly, that truly wants to be in a long-term relationship, they understand it's an interview as well. So they're going to want to answer all your questions because the questions lead to discussions, which lead to a good time. And you are actually establishing something. You're spending two, three hours together and you're truly getting to know each other versus all the fluff versus the banter versus the wit, you know, that draws you into a short term fluffy relationship. And then you realize what the other person, what the person brings to the table once your emotions are already dragged in. You come to the table, you don't even know this person, or hopefully you do know this person and y'all decide to date. Maybe our friends before that, beforehand, which we would probably recommend. But, you know, if you meet somebody, you like them, you're attracted to them, you want to get to know them, that's what dating is for. You try to get to know them. But at the end of the day, whether you know this person or you don't know this person, let's ask some questions. Let's ask questions that's going to lead to a long-term relationship. Stop trying to not, not to scare people off. People that want short-term gain, that wants instant microwave relationships, they're going to be scared off by the tough questions and the long-term questions. People that really want to engage, you'll watch them lean in. Soon as you start asking questions, they lean in. And don't get so caught up in your own mind that you're now asking all the questions and they're not engaging or asking no questions. The sign of interest is questions. When you're interested, you ask questions. When you don't know, you ask questions. And let's be honest, they're a clean slate. So therefore, you're going to be asking a lot of questions until you start making statements, because now once you start making the statements, you either are being asked a question about yourself or you truly are aware of who the person is and you have full confidence in who they are. So you make statements, you make absolutes about them. So the first thing you want to do in any date is show up exactly how you are. Show up the best you can, show up with your best self and put yourself out there to be judged or to be rejected because anybody that rejects you, they're not for you. But anybody that embraces you, y'all can go on the second, third date and it leads to the, you know, to the next level. Now, we already talked about, you know, the date, showing up to the date, some mentality. So we wanted to talk about that first. But when you actually are going on a date, the first thing you truly want to do is Pick a place where you can actually talk and have dialogue. You don't want to sit in a movie for two hours and then you lose track of, I mean, you never really get to know the person. So you already built a common rapport to talk about a movie, but you don't get to really truly know who the person is. Now, yes, we're people who are psychological. So we know by talking about the movie, you could establish who a person is by having that common interest and by having that common ground to work from. We can establish that, but you lost time to actually have a discussion and really engage with the person. So make sure that y'all are booking first dates, second dates, maybe third dates where y'all actually can sit down and have dialogue with no distractions, without anything outside of your relationships or outside of the date entertaining you. 
uses you and them. Trust me, because that is what your life's going to look like. You're going to be sitting one day in a house with them, with children, or possibly without children, who knows. But you're going to be sitting somewhere with them in a house and or apartment, whatever. And y'all actually going to have to sit and entertain each other. And if you start the relationship off with understanding how to just sit and just be each other's entertainment, then you can now incorporate all the other things where you go out, you go on vacations, things of that nature, and you are you can still entertain each other. You know why? Because you were able to do it. You started it off. You started your foundation off with entertaining each other. So make sure you're picking places like picnics, like, you know, maybe dinner, but intimate and quiet dinners, not somewhere where it's real loud and you have to speak over the crowd to, you know, hear each other. You want to go somewhere walks. You want to go somewhere where it's going to be uh, more of a discussion-based environment, more of a get-to-know-each-other environment, more of a, you know, a place where y'all could actually truly interview each other for the most important roles in your life, man. Y'all going to be each other's rocks, each other's foundation. Y'all going to be at each other's day-to-day. Y'all going to merge from two becoming one. So, when you think about all of that and you think about what that all entails, because it is a responsibility, it is a commitment, and it is a the foundation of everything that deals with your commitments. You're incorporating friends, you're incorporating family, you're incorporating, you know, maybe you have kids already, you're incorporating kids. So you have to understand that jobs, time, you're incorporating all those things. So you have to understand those things and you want to establish yourself and have discussions on the first date. So the blend you know, the fact that you want to show up, meaning that you want to be as open and vulnerable and put everything on the table, first date, let people know what you stand for, let people know which where you at. Without having the right environment, you're not going to be able to truly talk about those things. You're going to be getting cut off. You're going to be distracted. You're going to, you know, have to pick it where you left off. You're not going to really make time for each other. And if you are with somebody that you truly want to get to know and you truly want a long-term relationship, you have time to do all the quote unquote fun things, distracted things, surface things, going to concerts and doing, you know, romantic things. Right now, the most romantic thing you can do for a person is get to know them, get to know who they are, get to know the essence of them. I would say that that's romance, studying the person in front of you and really being invested in a long term commitment and building it from the ground up. The foundation is never fun to build, but it's sturdy enough. And then the fun starts when you can now start decorating and getting the house you want. But really, this is your house. This is your foundation. So make sure you're building it right. I would say the next thing you would always have to know is ignore the physical attraction. Now, you know, most likely we're going on a date with somebody we're physically attracted to. So as soon as we show up, you know, unless it's a blind date, obviously, unless, you know, you don't know who you're going out with. But if you actually got to know the person, you actually, you know, seen the person, you actually interacted with the person, you met a person in a place where y'all see each other and y'all passing a lot, you know, you're physically attracted to them. They're physically attracted to you. So that's probably why that decided to, you know, go on a date. But put the physical attraction aside. Like I said, you're going to have time for sex. You're going to have time for intimacy. You're going to have time for all those things. First thing you want to do is always establish what you who you are spiritually, who you are beyond your body, who you are, what's your interests, what's your, you know, 
What do you hold dear? Who's the most important people to you? What do you prioritize? What's your day-to-day look like? You want to always have discussions that are going to be long-term based because these are the things that are going to cause you to build a stronger bond. When you have sex, and let's be honest, when we're attracted to somebody, the sex mentally is already a little better going into it. And then if they actually know what they're doing, you know, then that bond grows, but it grows without substance. It grows without, it's like a seed growing. It's like a plant growing from the ground without a seed. It's not going to last. So at the end of the day, you got to think about this. You have to be a person that can govern yourself. You have to be a person that has restriction and restraint and understand like, I'm physically attracted to and get it out the way. Talk about it. Talk about this attraction. Talk about, you know, the fact that if you was just acting on emotion or raw emotion, you might just go on with the person tonight, whatever. Talk about it. Discuss it. But don't act on it and don't allow that to be the lead of your relationship. Don't allow that to be the leader. Because if you're looking for somebody just to be physical with, then you really didn't have to go on a date to do that. Y'all could have just met up at a hotel. Y'all could have just met up you know, at each other's house. Y'all could have just did something j- that was just physical. But you're not looking for a physical partner. You're looking for a long-term partner. You're looking for a, a spouse. So started off with a clear understanding that this person that I'm looking for, I want to like them or love them. And that takes me seeing them beyond the physical traits. So when you're building your connection, Stay focused, keep your eye focused on the prize, keep your eye focused on the fact that you really want to get to know a person spiritually. You want to get to know a person mentally. You want to get to know a person, you know, all all the person, not just the physical components. And don't get distracted by it because a lot of us, and I've been there, a lot of us get distracted by the assets, get distracted about the surface, get distracted by all of those things. And then You wake up in the bed next to them and then you realize, you know, what's next? Either they're not in it, you're not in it. There's a disconnect, you know. And the first time, yeah, it can be passionate, but at the same time, the first time could be the worst. And this can be somebody that is actually going to grow to be a a greater lover. But because it was an instant or a moment, you don't know their circumstance and they failed the first time. So if you know the person on a spiritual level you know you really like this person y'all willing to give it another chance you're willing to you know invest in your sex life so it's going to be a lot better in the in the future regardless you know what i mean because we're going to be honest good sex though it's good it can dwindle when the person is not as good as a human being but good sex when the person's a great human being is the total package and that's what we're all looking for somebody that we know we can come home to and it's going to be great if we actually get intimate. We know that it's going to be great if we're just sitting in our pajamas watching a movie. We know it's going to be great if we're just sitting there engaging in our day-to-day conversations about work or the kids or whatever. We know this person is fully invested in us. And when we dream of a person fully invested in us, we dream of it beyond sex. We dream of it in every aspect of life where We are investing in each other. We're studying each other to get to know each other daily so we can actually give each other quality of life and really enjoy each other. Let's be honest. We watch all these movies where it's sex, sex, 
and it's sex being led with. So now it looks so passionate. It's beyond passion. What about the spiritual component? We want the romance. The romance I'm talking about is wanting somebody that wakes up every day wanting to get to know you every day. They want to get to know a different aspect of you every day. They're a student of you until they get their master's in you. They get their PhD in you, you know? So just think about it. It's beyond sex. But sex, we're not saying don't have sex. We're saying sex will come. But put it in perspective. Get the spirit, get all the internal stuff done first. So when it's time to have sex, everything just everything just um connects and the bond is stronger. So remember, lead with your spirituality. Lead with the spirit of who you are, you know? And the biggest thing when it comes to meeting somebody and first dates and being a, in an accountable dating situation, you want to always know that you're not there to play games. So when you see somebody avoiding questions or avoiding, you know, different statements or they're not engaging or they're on their phone all the time or, you know, they're making excuses for the reason they're not as focused, they're there to play games. You have to allow them and set the tone. Tell them you're not there to play games. I mean, don't assume that they're there to play games, but explain, set set the tone yourself if you have to. You know, let them know, listen, I'm here for a long-term partner. So if you're not looking for the same thing, let's not waste each other's time. You know, you have to set the tone. Once they say, yeah, I'm looking for something long-term as well. Now the tone is set. We're not here to play. We got time to play games. We got time to do the things that we deem mindless and fun, you know? But this is all about being mindful. This is all about building the bond and getting to know each other. So playing games is not a part of the process. You know, you always have people that's, you know, matching wits. You know, we see it all the time. You know, we sit, we go to a romantic film, everybody, is watching the, the film take place and it's about what 120 people in the movie theater and we're all sitting there watching the same thing snugged up believing like this person's banter and this person you know having something to say after somebody says this and playing these games and this cat and mouse it's like cool it's romance and it's something we have been brought up on we've been raised on so we believe oh this is the best if somebody does this then they really like me and they, you know, and they're so smart and witty and I just love how they think. But those things, obviously, in all these romantic movies, th there's big drama that centers around the fact that they really didn't get to know each other. They really don't know who each other is. All they do is play games and build a bond based off of playing games, being competitive. So when they're in their relationship, they're doing the same thing. They're competing. Instead of coming together and merging, they forget their allies. Now they are living like allies. Now they're coming together like allies. But when they actually interact, they're always debating separate sides. They're always in disagreement. They're always in disarray. And yeah, most people look at that as we're enduring the relationship. But you shouldn't have to endure your relationship. You should, yes, have arguments. Yes, you're going to have a lot of arguments in the beginning because you're two different people. So it's healthy to do that. But you're working towards being on the same side of things. You're working towards being allies. 
So playing games is not going to help you get there. It's just going to keep it competitive. And what do we do with competition? It's cool to go play a basketball game for the day, but you can't play the basketball game every day you wake up in your life, every day, every hour of the day. Sometimes you got to get some serious time. Sometimes you have to get some intimate time, some spiritual time. It's not about the game all the time. It's about the spirituality of the individual in front of you. So just know you want an accountable relationship. You want to date accountably. So you want to hold people accountable. So playing games is not going to establish that. What's going to establish that is having discussions about the things that you want agreements on. What do you want? I want a long-term commitment. As soon as I feel I love you, I'm going to say I love you. Okay, I'm going to hold you to that. As soon as I feel like I want to step out on you, I'm going to say I want to step out on you. No games. Now, doesn't mean you step out. It just means let's start a dialogue. Because obviously the fact that you want to step out, there's a disconnection. But all of this just establishes a, a dialogue. But you want to be honest. This is what I want. I want somebody who's going to tell me if I gain weight. I want somebody who's going to tell me if I'm not attracted, if they're attracted to somebody a little more than they're attracted to me. I want somebody who can sit and talk to me like a friend when we're watching TV or we're walking down the street and tell me the people they like and they're attracted to and the things they like about a person. I want somebody that's going to discuss a coworker that, you know, makes them laugh at the opposite sex, a person that they may have been attracted to if they weren't with me. I want somebody that is going to be my friend first, but not out to play games, not out to decide whether something's going to hurt me and make the decision for me. I want somebody who's going to tell me straight up what it is and let me make my own decision, make my own determination and have the dispute with me if they need to have a dispute with me based on my reaction to what they said or what they did. The point is we all want choice and playing games doesn't provide that choice. It takes away from choice. So I want y'all to think about what does it mean to date accountable? Now, again, this is a podcast all about education and being, you know, informative. We want to give you the tools necessary. So we're not talking about none of the flush, the current, the fluff, the current events, things of that nature. We're giving you tools that you can actually walk through or walk into an accountable dating situation and actually find the person you want to find. And I can guarantee the person that you probably end up with is a person that is going to cause you a lot of anxiety in the beginning. They're going to stress you out in the beginning. Why? Because that person is accountable and going to hold you accountable and you're going to hold them accountable. So therefore, y'all going to have difference of opinions and y'all going to merge. Not, I would say it's an unconventional way because it's not something that's taught, but it's the way, it's the, the most healthiest way you can actually merge to different identities trying to come together as one. So therefore, you're getting on the same page. You're learning from each other. Where they're strong, you're, and where you're, where you're strong, they lead. Where they're strong, they lead. Where you're strong, you lead. And you got to really establish that. So that's the fun part. If you're not ready for a long-term accountable relationship, then you're not going to accountably date. You're going to date with the fluff. But if you're ready for an accountable relationship, a long-term relationship, where you can actually have agreements that y'all can hold each other to, then you're looking for an accountable dating situation, an accountable dating start. 
where you can now establish those rules and regulations through a series of dates and getting to know each other and hanging out and really enjoying the process of having somebody that's going to debate with you, having somebody that's going to make you upset, having somebody who's going to, you know, sometimes be so intellectually sound that it gets on your nerves, sometimes being so structured it gets on your nerves, sometimes they are so organized and want to be want you to be on time and things of that nature, they get on your nerves, but they always push you to be a better person. That's what you're looking for, accountability. You're looking for somebody who's always pushing you to be the best you can be, and you're pushing them to be the best they can be. And that starts with a foundation of accountable dating. So if you take these steps and you literally think about these steps, showing up to a date, right? Picking the right place. You know what I mean? Not really just focusing on the physical attraction, you know, not playing games from the gate, just being who you are and asking the questions you ask and establish the fact that you want something long term. And before all of this, having a clear understanding of your belief systems and your core values and your boundaries, the things that you're never going to change for not another soul. These are the things you have to have established when you now walk into a situation where you're adding somebody to your life. It's called accountable dating. It's not just dating anymore. There's speed dating. There's, you know what I mean? Just dating for the sake of dating. There's texting. There's sexting. There's Netflix and chill. There's all these things that we come up with for dating. No, that's just finding ways to have sex. That's just finding ways to establish instant connections. That's not going to stand the test of time. It's not a marathon. This is accountable dating. You're looking for something long-term and serious. And if you're willing to do that, you're willing to know the essence of a person from the beginning of getting to know them. And that's establishing yourself within the relationship and establishing them within you. Understand that. This has been another Accountable Love podcast. My name's Aziz. And enjoy.